Okay, cool. So I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you, Anelia. Um, so I uh, just would love to start with a quick introduction on what Just Paid is and, and what you guys do. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, Just Paid, we are building is an AI-powered financial controller uh, focused on optimizing workflows. I know it sounds very, very confusing, <laughs> but let me give you a <laughs> use case so it's easier to understand. Um, a lot of times, my my personal background is I had an accounting company. I worked with over 800 uh, Silicon Valley uh, VC-backed startups. And what I've seen over and over with companies as they grow and every company wants to go up market, um, the issue becomes around billing and how to convert the sales orders that happens. Like, you know, you have a sales team drives your sales and what happens after sales order is signed? And then how do you get cash in the bank? Um, and that process is very manual and its process is very uh, like labor intensive and error prone because you put a human there. Of so course. what we are building, <laughs> so what we are building essentially is um, just paid will um, as analyze ingest can you can ingest the contract sales order into just paid. Uh, just paid understands parses the data. It's all unstructured, so it structures it into you know the document that uh, the table that it later can reference, and then automatically, based on the terms outlined in the contract, can generate an invoice, follows up with the customer, make sure that money is moving and it's getting into the bank account. On the back end, what like as an accountant, I always had to maintain the revenue recognition schedules manually, oh, and yeah. that was. <laughs> yeah right so and that was such an annoying process so um because just paid understands those contracts because just paid uh, has so much data from those contracts we actually built uh revenue recognition schedules for both gap and tax purposes so acc 606 um, so that is a kind of a lot of value for our users and mostly just putting this whole billing on uh, automated process. When uh, traditionally what I've seen is uh, foundry driven sales, uh, then you have to, you know, you do a sale, then you have to do something else and you're like, all right, I need to go back to whatever billing platform I'm using to generate, to close, like send an invoice and then you have to right. follow up. And it's just so time consuming. It's so we super want to time optimize consuming. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. I mean, I think that uh, as you get as you get bigger and bigger as a startup and especially for B2B ones, right? Like um you'll you'll land this big deal, it's super exciting, and then you don't realize that uh, baked into the deal size is you are now a collections agent, right? And not only are you a collections agent, <laughs> you're an apprentice to your own accountant. That you have to tell them, oh, that bank wire was for that invoice that corresponds to that contract, right? Yeah, exactly. And then the you know the shining moment comes in, and somebody like you know your startup is you know a few years down the road, you found your product market fit, and then somebody comes in and says, I want to buy your company. First step of due diligence is they they're like, all right, I need all your sales contracts. <laughs> And you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> I had them all in my inbox. So you like start, like you have this 45 day for due diligence and oh, you like frantically goodness. looking for all of this data. So we kind of want to prepare, like help companies to stay organized. And, you know, later okay. down like the road as we're envisioning this product is utilizing this contractual data to help companies to plan their runway and uh, financial oh, for sure, you know, for numbers. Sure. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So, so then tell me about um, where Just Paid was in its journey when you guys got into the most recent YC batch. Well, it was winter 23 of our batch. That's right. Uh, right. So we got, um, we had an idea. Uh, we applied to Y Combinator with an idea in August. Um, I think it was a lot, on a date of a deadline. I don't remember. It was August or September. Um, we started. Um, we got we got accepted in November, and in December we wrote our first line of code. Um, and wow. now June we have customers. We have um, you know ton ton of ton of user interest from for more and more functionality. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> always. So that's that's where we are. Okay. Okay. So that's like mm -hmm. a good kind of um, A to B, right? Is that you guys, you guys had an idea. Um, and then uh, shortly after you guys got in in November, so you, you apply in, you know, uh, late August, early September, you get in in November. Uh, it's in that first week of December, it sounds like that you wrote your first line of code. The reason this question is so interesting to me is that we spoke with you guys, I think, um, right before the batch started, I, I maybe like a, a, a couple of days before, or maybe a couple of days after the batch uh, started for winter 23. And we talked and I remember you guys knew that design was going to be important to just paid. But what was remarkable to me, um, and to Harrison was that you guys got back to us and said, you know, we actually talked about it and we realized the next few weeks are really not a good time for us to be bringing on a designer. We really want to focus in on what the product scope is going to be. So I, I'd love to hear just a little bit about that deliberation where you, you, you know, you said, okay, it looks like design is going to be important to this, but right now is not the right time in the middle of the, the time crunch of the batch to bring in a designer. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so it. Uh, I still think it's, it was a good decision in retrospect. Same. So um, I like that. But what was driving uh, our our pro uh, thought process on this is we needed to prove. Uh, we needed to prove validate our idea, and validation of the idea would come from actual use. Like you know, having a just enough working product that people can see that there is some, it solves the real problem for them. Right. And at this point we were looking for early, early adopters who really don't care about the design. And as we find those, found those adopters who came back to us and say, well, now we really like to have, you know, commissions in there or we like really want to have right. Different methods of revenue recognition, like you know, that's kind of what's driving us. All right, well, we found what is working, what what's needed in the market. We found our for customers that our first ten customers that love us, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Customers who like us, and then we're like, right, well, now we want to go in and we would like to give them a user experience they deserve, and um, that's kind of what's right. that's how you know, we got to okay. this. I think that, that that encapsulates why it felt like such a such a smart decision. To us, it felt the same way at the time, too. It was like, wow, wait, they know that they cannot delegate or outsource the process of discovering that minimum feature set and that minimum scope that's going to excite those first 10 customers, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it has to be founder-driven. <laughs> it has to be, you know... So many calls you have to sit through and listen what people are sharing with you, their their problems, 
and allow, give them space to share it, even if it's completely not what you're building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think that, that that whole process also, it's um, it becomes harder to do that when you have an additional person um, on, on for the ride, right? Like a, a designer, because then it's like, not only are you getting the feedback from the customer, now you have to turn around and give that feedback to the designer to say, hey, look, the direction that we've been building in, that you've been working in, it turns out it's completely wrong. We got to go back to the, the drawing board. That's hard enough if you're a founder. I feel like it's even harder if you're a designer who was like sort of taking direction from you as the founder and it's like, oh, I guess we were, you know, swimming in the wrong direction, I guess. Uh, that's the life of a startup, right? You're constantly trying something new, figuring out that uh, somebody already tried it and failed. And if right. you have a strong conviction, <laughs> you can swim that way. But if you like, you know, if you're smart enough, you can learn some of those mistakes and say, well, let me figure out something else. And I think that here, the beauty of a startup is you, you're surrounded by people who are not as, at, like, uh, they are attached to the, the product they're building, but they're not attached per se how it looks. So there is um, right. there is a definitely open-mindedness to it that, you know, we ship, um, uh, we, we ship, we launch every week. So it means we get weekly feedback on our product. Right. So if somebody is like not doing, not using some functionality because buttons somewhere confusing, like we will get, we'll figure it out within a week. Oh, absolutely. So then I want to also like shift gears to then um, when you guys did start working with your Numi designer, um, I actually remember the moment that you guys you guys uh, came on and, and the, the kickoff because it it felt like we felt this this gravity and this like seriousness of responsibility to you that you guys were baking Numi in as as a key dependency leading up to your demo day, right? So we knew that like like there was, this was really important to get right. So I'd love to hear on your guys' side, like once you knew that it was time to start thinking through the UX and all that, how did you plan out the design work stream leading up to demo day? Because I'm sure that was kind of the big milestone you guys were working towards. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, here I wish we started a bit earlier, you know, like um, <laughs> like I wish we had like much, much, much uh, shorter deadlines for everything. Um, we we decided to um, like you know neither me nor two of my other co-founders are design focused people. Uh, we do appreciate beautiful websites and we do and we do feel when something feels when when experience uh, working with a, a platform is frictionless. Um, in right. terms of designing it, it is not anything that uh, none of us can do. So. We did interview with the other people alongside with the interviewing Numi, but um, working with uh, your company specifically was um, a, such an upside for us. We, 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 we still feel that we are getting a lot of expertise and a lot more for um, you know our costs. So very happy with this partnership. Um, you know, that's where yeah, we are. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. And so, like, uh, how did you think about your um, the the design work that was uh, in front of you guys leading up to demo day? Um, and did you like? It sounded like you guys had milestones that you wanted to hit with the product before demo day itself. 
Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, it, in terms of design, we like we just wanted to have uh, onboarding <laughs> to be done. That was our right. goal. Um, but like to be honest, it was it was not as imperative to us as um, you know just connecting with investors and investors are mostly for us it was uh, they were okay with just experiencing our marketing website which we built mm -hmm. one of the first things um and then that was enough for us um of course if would have more product that would be easier but you know it uh, we we were not fully there by the time of the demo day and it didn't hurt our fundraising goals at all yeah, yeah, that's I mean, that's great to hear. Like, you know, it's it's very natural for any founder to to think that their startup or their service is at the center of the universe. But uh the fact of the matter, <laughs> especially when you're dealing with um founders or other startups as your customer, I'm sure you're seeing this with just paid too, right? Is that if you're doing your job right, you're actually allowing the founder to focus on their center of the universe at any given time and taking this headache off their plate so they don't have to worry about it, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that feels fantastic when you can be like, all right, so you have this, you know, as just paid comes in and like solves this billing workflow issues for our clients. So like, well, this no longer is on your plate. Like you will, like, as soon as you have this DocuSign uh, with a sales order signed, you just need to forward it. There is nobody else who will tell you that something is missing. There is nothing, no, nobody else will tell you that, you know, I need something from this customer before I can send an invoice. Right. We automate this whole process, and you know, with like, there is no uh, percentage we take off the revenue. So it's very, very right. rewarding to be that you know, um, provide that service that solves the problem. And so, so then, can Good you feel. tell me, like, why why was it that you guys decided that the most important design work to have completed? leading up to demo day was the onboarding flow for just paid. Why was it that in particular? Uh, sure. So it's the first thing you interact with the platform. Um, like, you know, like first thing you land on the marketing website, second, you go into the platform, you go through onboarding. So we wanted to make sure that that's kind of done. And um, it was somewhat done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It felt it felt it felt like you know emotionally I was I was like oh I want it to be perfect and I'm slowly moving away from but you know it doesn't need to be perfect I just need to keep launching and you know keep doing right, it right. I, my my little you know article or blog post is not going to change anyone's lives. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's like that's so hard and like you know when when influenced by social media that oh you know you have to have a perfect life and perfect body right, and right. perfect everything perfect like you, yep, exactly yep. perfect product no just launch it <laughs> find just somebody who totally, will love totally. your product <laughs> yeah i i love that mindset and so then so then like do you have any advice for people who are going through uh, the current YC batch, which, you know, right now the current YC batch is summer 23, but there's going to be so many more. There's obviously people going through other accelerators, you know, um, do you have any advice for them as they're thinking about incorporating design into the work that they do, um, leading up to their demo day or, or their big launch milestone? Right. Um, uh, well, I would say, um, my, my advice would be, uh, First, find uh, 
build the functionality that your users de desire so bad so bad that they will be suffering through whatever lack of design you have and if right. you like like us you know i can only talk about my experience and if you're like us without any design um you know sensibility <laughs> or whatnot <laughs> or experience like I, I would just not suffer through trying to be do it all yourself um actually talking to harrison was uh, one of the most uh, inspiring conversations about design and how he walked us through so that was a uh, fantastic fantastic for us and great input um and uh, don't be afraid uh to don't be too shy to post on uh, book face engage with community get feedback um you know Try, try to engage with as many people as possible. Um, that's my I own think, advice. I think that that last piece is the most important thing. And I, I bet I'm actually one, I'm now curious to see how far you can stretch that principle as the most important thing at a startup, like how far out into its journey that we used to track revenue as our leading indicator of our product market fit. And we started tracking customer conversations per week. And it was a night and day difference because of course, like as you're engaging with more and more people, you're getting feedback on, on where your product is falling short. Right. Um, like you're, you're getting those insights about their pains and their problems. And uh, I think you're hundred percent right. Like during, during the batch, those are the only two important things you can be doing is, is, building and then talking to customers. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Anelia, thank you so, so much for, for taking the time. It was, it was great hearing kind of like the other side of, uh, of the screen, what it was like for you guys these, these past six months. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for your help and support. Of course. Anytime. Thanks so much, Anelia.